Welcome to another trip down the Bourbon Road with your hosts, Jim and Mike. So grab a glass of your favorite bourbon and kick back. Hey, this is Big Chief and you're listening to the Bourbon Road. You know what I love to pour in my old fashions is a little maple syrup can't be just any maple syrup it has to be from seldom seen farms up in ohio he takes bourbon barrels pours his syrup in there and ages it for six to nine months making for some delicious just some delicious syrup that you could pour on pancakes you could pour it on waffles chicken and waffles like this fat guy likes but seriously you want to make a delicious cocktail with some maple syrup and not that old simple syrup Check out SeldomSeenMaple.com. Pick up some stuff from there today. We'd appreciate it. Hey, this is Big Chief from the Bourbon Road, and I'm finishing up my Texas Whiskey Trail trip here at Treaty Oak Distilling in Dripping Springs, Texas, and they got it lined up for me today. I'm surrounded by barrels, and I got uh, Whiskey Prince is sitting across <laughs> from me. She's going to be our guest on the podcast today representing Treaty Oak. I got Daphne Cottrell on with me. Hello. Nice to see you. You're one of the uh, distillers here. One of three, yeah. One of three. Yeah. No master distiller here. Currently, no. We have a head distiller, and then me and one other guy are the lead distillers. Awesome. I It's Teamwork, right? It takes a village. It really does. Is what a they village say. of three in some cases. A village of three. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you're wondering why I called her a whiskey princess, uh, they have a tank here. You got your mash in tank, Our right? mash ton, yeah. Yeah. And uh, there, I've never seen it before, a spiral staircase around that thing. And she came walking down that thing <laughs> like a princess uh, and introduced herself. And I was like, amazing, amazing. So, Daphne, welcome to the Bourbon Road. Thank um, you. We, we're so appreciative of inviting us into your distillery down here. Um, but you have poured some whiskey for us. Our listeners always want to get straight to that whiskey. So what's the first whiskey you got for us? Heck yeah. So the first one we're going to try is our day drinker bourbon. Um, it has the same exact mash bill as our Ghost Hill bourbon, which is our flagship bourbon. The only difference is that we age it for slightly less time. So the Ghost Hill is going to be a two year minimum barrel age and the day drinker bourbon is only a year to 18 months. And then we also proof it down significantly more so that it's uh, it's a little bit lighter on the palate and just smoother to drink. That's why we called it the day drinker. Um, so we can start with that. Now, what's the mash bill on this again? Uh, 57% corn, zero rye, 32% wheat, and 11% barley. I've never heard anybody say 0% rye before. <laughs> Do you hear that, Jim? It has 0% rye in it. Um, I'm thinking the Weedy King Kentucky might just like this thing. I got to say, I'm right there with you in my preferences. I'm not, I don't like rye very much in my bourbon. So, hey, I did learn something today. Whenever you say cheers, you're supposed to only have this glass in your left hand and you're supposed to look each other in the eye. Well, I knew the <laughs> eye contact part, but cheers. Cheers. I'm going to nose it real fast. Mm hmm. Ah, it's got that it does have that wheat that floral you know mm -hmm. that honey graham cracker i was just gonna say honey yeah 
Super sweet and light. Little floral there, that honeysuckle, um, honeycombs. I know mm-hmm. all of our listeners. You yeah, know, yeah. I know, you know the big like chief. breakfast cereal almost. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing wrong with that, right? Um, Best meal of the day. Yeah. Um, well, let's taste this. I got to say, for 80 proof, mm-hmm. very viscous. Yes. Kind of a creamy note to it. Honey is there. Mm-hmm. No spice. That wet pepper. Um, very light spice on there. Mm-hmm. That is dangerous. That's real yeah. dangerous. I could see why it's called a day drinker. Right. Um, man, I might have to load up a whole bunch of that. <laughs> um, yeah. It's also the first bourbon in Texas that's under $30 a bottle. So... Because it's light, it's for day drinking. You can take it out fishing or hunting or whatever you're doing. I get uh, a lot of honey tea on this. Uh, mm. That black tea mm-hmm. that has a little bit of spice to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you put that honey in there, warm it up and stuff. Like a milky tea almost. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, man, Daphne, what are you doing over here? <laughs> what are you doing down here in Texas and Dripping Springs? <laughs> I'm living life. I'm having a great time. Now, we walked around the distillery. We um, did. And you, you're like a, a proud mama here. I, I could tell. <laughs> um, you, you, you were like on the showcase show. Like, here's my Rick house. It's full of barrels it, uh, with weeded bourbon in it. Um, there's some rye sticking back in there. Unfortunately, um, these are my steals. Uh, these are my babies. I saw some gin running, right? We got to taste some gin, which tastes pretty dang amazing, right? Yeah. Uh, you got a big column steel that you guys use. Mm-hmm. How tall is that? Ooh, I don't know off the top of my head. I was going to guess 30 feet. I would, I think that's right. It's, yeah, 30 feels right. Were you trying to measure there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you already drank that much whiskey today? I can neither confirm nor deny these allegations. <laughs> but you guys are super lighthearted here and stuff. You're sitting yeah. across from me and you, your t-shirt says, because Treaty Oak is dope and you should drink dope shit. I love it. Heck yeah. Um, you're, you're, you guys don't take yourself so seriously. You know what you're doing here. You're making whiskey, right? Right. Um, I think I think there's an, a culture here at Treaty Oak that is one of the reasons why I feel like I could work here for a really long time. Um, and that it, we are very laid back and we do like to drink dope shit and have fun. Um, but we all also take a lot of pride in what we do and we care a lot and we work really hard. And, um, that's a kind of fun that's pretty hard to find, I think. <laughs> well, let's talk about the founding of Treaty Oak. So when when did, were you guys founded? So Treaty Oak was founded back in 2006, and we started up in North Austin um, in a little warehouse. And then in 2015, that's when we got this 28-acre property out in Dripping Springs. And that was the big move where we started to up production and open the restaurant and other bars and stuff. Now we're going to get to try some brisket on the second half from there. I, there's just all kinds of monster pits down there. And we got to meet your pit master and stuff. And he was yeah. just as happy as can be out there cooking briskets. So you got this great facility here. This used to be part of a giant ranch, right? Yeah. It was actually called ghost Hill ranch. And that's the namesake of our flagship bourbon, the ghost Hill bourbon. 
if everybody hears me sipping on something, they got this uh, water here called Richard Sparkling Water, and it's um, it's not flavored, but it's delicious for some reason. <laughs> uh, maybe because I'm thirsty a little bit, but, and I don't have much whiskey left in my glass. So, Tritio gets started, right? It started in Austin. You guys move out here. Um, you start ramping up production, but you guys weren't just making whiskey at the time. You were making some other stuff. No, yeah, we actually, and this was far before my time. I started at Treaty Oak um, in 2020. Uh, but in the very, very beginning, uh, it was only rum. And we still have some rum that we've made from the beginning, and it's delicious. We do single barrel releases every few months. So if you're ever in Texas, those are usually property only releases because they're so limited, but they always sell out within like an hour or two of opening. I bet you got some stashed away oh, somewhere. We can talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and then we spend uh, probably almost 10 years developing and perfecting the ghost Hill bourbon recipe and the amount of aging and the, all the different decisions that goes into what makes a bourbon a bourbon, fine tuning those. And then once that was locked in, started rolling with that and then came out with the day drinker and the RTD old fashioned. And we also do gin under a different company name, but same distillery. Well, we're gonna we're gonna drink some gin that's been barrel aged on the second half. I just thought that our listeners um, would love to to listen to me try some of that because it does. Uh, I'm looking at a bottle of it right now, and I'm just intrigued because it's some of the darkest gin I've ever seen before. The bottle the the barrel aged gin, and it makes it always makes me like nerd out a little bit because. Even like when I started working here, I was a bartender and every time someone would come in, I'd ask them what they usually like to drink to, if they didn't know what they wanted. Whenever there's two people and one person likes whiskey and one person likes gin, I would always make them try the barrel aged gin nah. because it's kind of a little baby between the two and you get that barrel oaky flavor in the beginning but then at the end, instead of like a peppery hot finish, it's really light, smooth, floral. And it's it's like inconceivably good. <laughs> and I love it. Well, hey, you got to love what you're producing, right? Yeah. If you didn't love what you're producing, um, like always think, you know, if you don't have passion for what you're doing, then you probably should go try something different. Um, totally. You know, and I, I see that all the time with people. And I'm like, I could tell right in somebody's face. And as soon as I met you, you know, uh, you came up to me and I was like, she's got this passion. She's got the love. You, your pants are dirty. <laughs> you, uh, you know, you're not just a face, right? Um, yeah. Um, you are actually working. So let's talk about you for a second. Sure. You didn't take that regular route. You didn't go to college for distilling. You didn't go to chemical engineering. You didn't, you're not a chemist. Uh, you didn't work in some lab, right? I'm going to tell on myself pretty big time right now and say that I've actually never taken a chemistry class. <laughs> not even in high school? Not even in high school. Wow. I was recommended to, um, but I figured out that the requirements to graduate, I could just take physics and that seemed more fun. Uh I didn't think I would ever be working in a place that was 
scientifically oriented in any way. Um, but my grandpa was a engineer slash physics genius. So I think like that part of that part of the production does interest me. I just never really got into it before. Anyway, that was a long way to get here. <laughs> but um, yeah, I studied film production in college and then worked at a couple of different like video production or digital marketing agencies and lived in a bunch of different places. Uh, and then it was time to kind of settled down a little bit and I decided to move to Austin because I had an old friend who lived here and I just wanted to work in a place where I didn't have to sit at a computer all day so I decided to try bartending. I found Treaty Oak and just really liked being here because it's a nice place to be. Well that's the weirdest path to bourbon I've ever heard of before. <laughs> um, maybe, maybe it is. I don't know. I've heard a lot of different stories. Yeah. But before we get into that second half of how you kind of rose through the ranks here at, at uh, Treaty Oak, let's go ahead and have another pour. Even though you barely even touched I, that. Well, What's, I mean. That's not I even can, a day drinker. You were out there in the Rick House, be like, I could out drink you, Big Chief. I know I can. I know. I did talk a big game. And I still <laughs> stand by that statement. I never said at what pace. At what I pace? Could, <laughs> I would drink you. I got one pace. It's about a hundred miles an hour. Just let's just push through it. Yeah. <laughs> no, you don't have to. You don't have to. Oh, I'm gonna. <laughs> Tony's over there shaking his head. He's just shaking his head. He told me when he asked me to do this, I said, What kind of podcast is it? Like, what's the vibe? How should I be? And he said, Just be yourself. And I said, You can't take that back. <laughs> and he was like, Oh no. Now, ladies and gentlemen, Daphne's, I would guess that you're about 110 pounds. I haven't been 110 pounds since third grade. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to be nice. I, you know, as soon as it started coming out, I was like, you know, you probably should never say anything about a woman's weight. So it's uh, okay. I'm about like, I don't know. I don't really weigh myself, but probably like 150, 160. No way. Nope. Nope. Hundred percent. I work with guys all day long that weigh themselves. Yeah, but I'm jacked <laughs> <laughs> and muscle weighs more than fat. So you've been you've been drinking too much whiskeys. <laughs> so uh, before we get into the second half of how you rose through the ranks here at Treaty Oak, um, what's the second bourbon we're going to be drinking? So the second bourbon is the Ghost Hill Bourbon, which I talked about in comparison to the Day Drinker, which. Same exact mash bill. So what's the mash bill on this? The mash bill on the ghost hill is 57% corn, zero rye, 32% wheat, and 11% barley. Um, the ghost hills aged for two years in first use oak barrels. So we age our bourbon barrels in an open air rick house. And we do that to kind of accentuate the uniqueness of the climate that we're working with because the process of a aging a bourbon is the way that that inside the barrel it expands and contracts into the wood as the climate heat rises and falls right and if you're in a really temperate climate 
you're not going to have huge swings in temperature very often. But if you've ever been to Texas for an extended period of time, you'll know that the temperature swings 50 degrees in a couple hours even sometimes. So the whiskey inside those barrels are taking breaths and aging faster than they would in a more temperate climate. Yeah. So like Kentucky, it takes eight to 12 years to get right. a really beautiful bourbon. Five years, you can, you get a nice bourbon. Yeah. Um, but everybody says that sweet spots, eight to 12 years. Yeah. When Jimmy Russell says it's that you, you yeah. put your money on it. But you know, I know our listeners have heard me say this before that Texas is his own. Uh, it needs to be just his own subcategory of whiskey. Right. right. Because here, and listeners probably got he's there's like chief, big chief saying this again. He's uh, saying this over and over and over. But I want to beat it in everybody's brain that Texas whiskey could be two to four years old, and that is like an eight to twelve year old bourbon. Right, and that's what when people come out to the ranch for tastings, we try to explain that you know a two year Texas bourbon might taste like a nine year somewhere else, and so when you see that on the bottle if you know that the bourbon's from Texas and if it's a true Texas bourbon, that it's going to have a lot more like robust flavor characteristics for the age sure. that another one would. Well, let's, let's nose this thing. Sweet. You know what I get out of this is mm. roasted marshmallows. Interesting. I get that now that you say it. I was thinking slab a slab of grab graham cracker in there, some chocolates. I'm getting something like a little fruity almost. Are you? Um, maybe you know, maybe a, a dried date like a, or uh, yeah, s- some raisins. Uh, you know, you ride on the dried fruit, like a f- dried fig or something. Yeah. Um, but that that chocolate is there. Um, that. That richness of a nice campfire roasted or toasted marshmallow. A s'more, but the graham crackers are Fig Newtons. Oh, man. That sounds good right there, doesn't doesn't it? it? It's like a fat man's dream. I know. Did we just make a snack? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, Well, hey. Oh, left hand. Left hand. Look each other in the eye. Cheers. Cheers. Yep. Super rich, super mm. rich. Uh, a little bit of spice there, rolling across the palate. Sweetness that that fig Newton is there in that glass. Yeah. Once you said fig Newton, I don't know if it planted that idea in my head, but it everything that a fig Newton is is there. And even whenever you eat a fig Newton, to mm-hmm. that center gooiness, mm-hmm. right? It is kind of a creamiest texture. It is there, and uh, man. Yeah, it has everything. It has the the fruit, the sugar, the the like corn almost in the breading of the yeah. fig Newton, you know. So let's talk about you. You got here to Treaty Oak. I did. And I what showed happened? up. I showed up and I said, Hello, please pay me to pour drinks. And they said, Okay. <laughs> That's how it worked. Did you put an I application? Actually, in? It's actually kind of a funny story. I I, when I first moved to Austin, I just got a bar backing job downtown 
and then was out with my friends after a shift. This is pre-COVID when everyone was everywhere all the time. And I met this girl in line waiting to close my tab and we just hit it off and she was like, you're a barback, you should bartend at Treaty Oak. And I was like, okay. And she said, do you have a car? And I said, yes. And cause it's kind of hard to get out here. Yep. Uh, and then I came out for my interview and got hired. But the weekend that I was supposed to start COVID happened. So everything got shut down. And then I came back. We re we were able to reopen May 1st, which was really nice because we have so much open space out here. So we could have people come out and we ran, we had hand sanitizer operating in the distillery for a while so that we could try to kind of like adapt to the situation. Um, but anyway, I bartended here for about a year and then uh, there was an opening on the marketing team and I hadn't really loved any of my marketing jobs before this, but I thought, well, I really like Treaty Oak and I'm good at this. So this could be like a solution for that. And then uh, started working with Tony, had a great time. But in the process of being on marketing, I was c coming through the distillery every day, talking to the guys up here, getting to know them and their stories and just kind of realizing that 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 environment and that that kind of like workflow was really more in line with how I want to spend my time. Um, and so I not long after joining the marketing team, I had to ask Tony if I could move over to production and they were cool enough to let me try. I started on the bottling line and did that for a couple months. And then now I'm a distiller. Now is Tony, is he the man? Tony is the man. Yeah. He's chief marketing he's the boss. Yeah. Everybody don't like. No. No, everyone loves Tony. Are they scared Everyone's, to death of him, really? Yeah, actually. <laughs> no, you, you, this, is, this is a true story. I was bartending on a weekend recently just to help out, and Tony's brother came up and introduced himself as Tony's brother. And just to kind of like mess with him a little bit, I was like, oh, Tony's so scary. Like, I'm so intimidated by him. And he was like, really? And I was like, yeah, I mean, like, he, he just, and I really like went on and on for like five minutes. And two days later, I saw Tony at work and he was like, are you scared of me? <laughs> I was like, no. He goes, my brother came up to the table and he was like, that girl Daphne is like really scared of you. And Tony was like, no, there's no way. Like we work together. Like she knows me. And he was like, and my brother was just like, no, dude, like she was so serious. And then Tony was like, I even started to believe it. <laughs> oh, man. He, he probably is. a. It probably is in his head when somebody says something like that. And they're just joking I around. Mean, that yeah. He's a military veteran. And uh, he uh, he probably has to run everything he said ever to you in his head <laughs> overnight. And it's like, yeah, did I say this to her? Did I say that? Yeah. Did I say this? Yeah. Um, man, how am I going to approach her now? And 
He was probably scared himself. Now, he, yeah. poor guy. I poor know. guy. Stressed him out. I know. My bad. Yeah, <laughs> man. We've almost finished up glasses. We're going to finish it up while we take a break. Um, but stay with us, listeners. We'll be right back. We're going to drink uh, a little bit of barrel-aged gin. I can't wait. And then we're going to get to sip on a cocktail and eat some barbecue from here. Well, the barbecue better be coming because I have to get back to work after this. Oh, you do? And you haven't eaten lunch today? <laughs> nope. Oh, man. Well, hey. Better late than never. Bourbon and barbecue. What what else could you want in life? And that's why I work here. All right, listeners, we'll be right back. All right, listeners, we are back. I got Daphne with me, uh, one of their three distillers here at Tree Oak and Dripping Springs, Texas, at the old Ghost Hill Ranch. Um, what a grounds here you guys got, though. You got like a music festival. You got this restaurant kitchen barbecue joint. There's like seven pits down there, and they're all going. Um, we're it's, fixing to have some of that barbecue with Elias. It is just amazing. He's got that thing loaded down with briskets, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, the restaurant's always popping, and I am... I hate to admit that I'm from California because people in Austin don't really like that, but I've never grew up eating barbecue, but working here, people would come and try like our brisket and say like, this is the best brisket I've ever had. Now, and how do you eat your brisket? Do you like pour just sauce all over it or? Um, however, the guys in the kitchen serve it up to me is how I eat it. So just just bare naked brisket yeah or like side of barbecue sauce yeah i really like a brisket quesadilla what yeah just like shredded brisket cheese tortillas little guacamole little hot sauce man that sounds it sounds pretty good i just hate wasting brisket i like to go to a barbecue restaurant and i'll just be like give me a pound of brisket and a beer and that's it that's almost all you need that's fair we also have really good pickled onions that you you wouldn't think would be like that big of a thing, but people always, when I was on service, they would always ask if we sold the pickled onions on the side. We got to make sure my brother eats no pickled onions because it's a long truck ride back and I don't think I could deal okay. with it. <laughs> I got you, you. If you smell what I'm laying down I'll there. Swap them. I'll, <laughs> I'll swap them out of his hand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, they don't like him too much. But for the second half here, before we get into a cocktail and some in some barbecue you got something else special for us yeah and i'm really excited to talk about this because our barrel aged gin is something that kind of opened my eyes to gin in general i've always loved whiskey since i started drinking uh but gin was always too just like a little bit like dry and perfumey for me um and so when I started bartending here, I had to taste through all the spirits. We have three whiskeys and three gins, one of the gins being a barrel-aged gin. Uh, I tried that one, and I didn't know that gin could taste good until I tried that because the interesting thing about it is that because it's barrel-aged in a first-use American oak barrel for two years it really comes across almost like a bourbon at first on the on the palate but then as it's finishing that oak clears out and then it's just 
light floral, a little bit of citrus, but like so clean and smooth. And that was the first time, like the combination of that barrel and gin was the first time that I could really taste what makes gin good. You know what I mean? Because when it's just gin and it's not been aged in a barrel, it's really floral forward. That's a mouthful. But the barrel aged, I think just like the whiskey gin hybrid kind of thing that we have going on is really unique and made me like gin for the first time. So I'm excited for you to try it. All right, let's do this. Man, I, it, right away you get that, you do get that juniper, but you get a little bit of oak mixed in there, right? Mm -hmm. um, which is a little weird for a gin, mm -hmm. you know, a little citrus on there, which you're going to get from a gin, but a, a darker citrus, like a blood orange. Yeah. Yeah, blood orange all day long. Well, heck. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> wow. That's like an explosion of flavor. And I get the blood orange on there. And maybe that's that oak coming through with the mm -hmm. aging. Now, what kind of barrels are you guys using to age that in? We're using first use American oak char three barrels. So not use bourbon barrels no yeah so there's no there's no bourbon coming into contact with this spirit at all it is wow. high proof number nine gin put into a first use barrel and then the way that the gin interacts with the barrel gives it somewhat of a bourbon characteristic because it's in a barrel but because there was never bourbon in the barrel to begin with it still has the gin flavor profile man that's something special right there just that like i said that explosion of flavor that blood orange sweetness um a little bit of spice that mm -hmm. citrus spice you know that mm -hmm. it's almost like a zest it's almost like a mold wine yeah yeah i can't imagine when you dream this up and said okay we're gonna do this right here and um and then the first time you get to taste it after two years it would be just shocking almost, I think. Yeah. Yeah. That's it, dangerous. It was definitely revolutionary for me as a longtime whiskey drinker and longtime gin hater. <laughs> to, well, I'm there with you. Yeah. I, I mean, I spent some time in the Army, and I had a boss that would love to drink gin. Gin and juice, man. He'd, <laughs> he'd tear that stuff up, and he tried to get me to drink it, and I was like – I do not like that. Um, and I was telling you uh, our experience, me and my little brother's experience with juniper cedars and having to cut those down all the time. And it was a bad experience in our mm -hmm. lives. So that smell of a cedar, when I get around of it, it automatically triggers something in my brain that says, this is bad. Yeah. Uh, I was telling my little brother, I got these big juniper cedars on my property. He's like, have you cut them all down yet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I haven't, but I have been tempted to a day or two. Procrastinating. Yeah. I've been tempted to just mow them all down and get rid of them, but yeah. um, they got their place, uh, yeah. especially in a gym like this. Well, we're about to drink a, a looks like a delicious cocktail and then uh, eat some barbecue. So we'll eat that barbecue, drink that cocktail, and we're going to come back and explain it. Sounds good. Mm -hmm. 
Well, Daphne, uh, we done tore some barbecue up here. We did. Um, and Elias didn't come in here. He's gun shy on me. Um, but he brought up a, that's a cookie sheet. <laughs> it's a, full, it size is a cookie full baking sheet. sheet yeah. yeah. Um, and there was some spicy sausage on there, mm-hmm. which Texas is known for a little jalapeno, a little cheese, amazing kielbasa. And then we had some regular Texas kielbasa smoked, uh, mm-hmm. some, those are some of the biggest ribs I've ever seen before. Country ribs, Flintstone ribs, Flintstone ribs, <laughs> some smoked Turkey breasts, um, which I got to say wasn't dry at all. It was, and that's usually a problem with turkey, right? Yeah, especially when you try and smoke it for a long time. I feel like it tends to dry out, but our our smoked turkey is the best smoked turkey I've ever had. Then you had, we had some pulled pork, mm-hmm. then we had some brisket, mm-hmm. uh, some pickled onions, right? That were mm-hmm. delicious. I yeah. mean, they're really, really good. Did they live up to the hype? They did. I yeah. ate several of them. Um <laughs> Several, several of them. I almost ate them all. I felt bad, but I was like, okay, this is really good. And then I had some of the uh, pickles on the plate and then some toasted uh, white bread, uh, which was, was a nice. And that's a kind of a Texas thing, too, is to have uh, white bread with your barbecue. That's yeah. usually for the grease of it and stuff. But yeah. you also made a cocktail for us. What was that? We did. So we're going to be drinking our antique fizz cocktail, which has the antique gin that we just tasted. And then the cocktail mix is lemon juice, lime juice, and lavender simple syrup. There's a couple of other things as well, but the cocktail to me, I think just really highlights what the gin does well on its own, which is that balance between citrus and sweet or like oaky and floral and then when you combine it into the cocktail with that citrus and sweet floral mixer it just i feel like it highlights and amplifies what the gin's already doing yeah it was i paired perfectly with all the barbecue um kind of cut that spice a little bit yeah um you get that sweet tartness with that spiciness um, of the barbecue yeah it's almost like a like a lemonade, but with a little bit more of like an earthy flavor that I think when you have the meat and the spicy barbecue sauce and everything, it just blends really well. Now there's a backstory to the gin. What's that backstory to that? <laughs> so the backstory to the antique gin is that back when we were doing full 24 seven production, we'd have distillers coming in super early in the morning or super late at night. And one of our morning distillers was a little bit hungover. So when he was barreling the high proof gin, he thought he was barreling rum actually, because as I'm sure a lot of your listeners already know that, alcohol always comes off the still clear. So usually you have to smell or taste it to make sure like, you know what you're barreling that day. Um, Since he was super hungover, painfully so, I'm sure all of us have been there at one point or another. uh, He decided to skip the smell test and just went straight for barreling. And it wasn't rum, it was gin. So we decided to just let it chill for two years. I mean, we tasted it, a couple of times throughout but after two years that's when we 
discovered that gin in an oak barrel tastes pretty damn good. Sometimes stuff is magical, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, so you guys have agreed to do a giveaway for our listeners, right? Yeah. Um, so I was thinking about this, uh, and you guys have agreed to do a Waterloo Antique Gin plus one of your day drinkers, a T-shirt, some swag, other swag to a listener. What I would like them to do is to at noontime, the day of this release um, on Instagram, to follow Treaty Oak, um, to follow Daphne whenever she tells you her Instagram handle, but also tell me what her job was coming out of college. That's what I want you to tell me. What was Daphne's job coming out of college? Um, put that on Instagram for us on this post. You'll win that giveaway. Uh, Daphne will ship it to her with some love. Um, you never can tell what she's going to stick in there. <laughs> some some cleachy dirt from Texas, maybe. I don't know, uh, from the Ghost Ranch. <laughs> um, but definitely uh, some gin and some whiskey. Uh, tell us what she did coming out of college and you'll win that. So Daphne, I I can't thank you guys enough for uh, letting us come in to Trudy Oak, treating us just with some great hospitality, opening your doors. Uh, it was, it was amazing. I can't say enough about coming in here and the experience that we've had your entire stuff or your entire staff from walking around everybody here uh, with a smile on their face, open arms to us. Um, Trying to give us whiskey. They were like, you want some whiskey? You want some whiskey? You want some whiskey? And I said, I don't want to ruin my palate. Uh, I'm scared of your distiller up there. I heard she's a little mean. So I, I appreciate you coming on. Where can our listeners find Treaty Oak on social media? Yeah. So on Instagram and Facebook, we're at Treaty Oak. Pretty simple. And our Waterloo Gin brand is at Waterloo Gin on both as well. Uh, we're also on TikTok on both accounts, I believe. Same handle all around. Couldn't be easier to find us. So, Daphne, what is the uh, price point of every expression here? So, our whiskeys, our ghost hill is going to run at about 45 and our day drinker is going to come in right under 30 at 29 And then our red-handed, somewhere in between there, 35 And then for the Waterloo Gin, all three gin spirits are about 30 bucks per bottle. Awesome. Well, if you're looking for that red hander, that's actually the band Whiskey Myers uh, brand and stuff through you guys. You want to check that out. There's also some bottles of Marianne Eve's uh, blend here from Treaty Oak. Um, you want to check that out. Um, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. Right Marianne Eve's is a certified badass, and she did a her own personal blend at a bunch of different distilleries in Texas. So she's not no bull, bourbon bullshitter like me. No, no, no. Well, hey. She's legit. I, oh man. <laughs> oh man. Step it on the big chief. I'm That's just all right. having fun. I'm going to need some therapy after this <laughs> session oh, right here. You and me both, sir. <laughs> all right, Daphne. Well, we appreciate you coming on. Um, where can our listeners find you on Instagram? Me personally? Yeah. Um, my Instagram handle is at Feliz Navidad. Like, Feliz Navidad. All right. All right. <laughs> Thank you guys for coming out and including us on your 
Tour de Texas whiskey. Yeah. And I'm really glad that you got to try the antique gin because that to me is just incredible. All right. Well, listeners, you know where you can find us. Well, you can find us on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook. We also have a Facebook group called the Bourbon Roadies, 2,500 people strong. You got to answer three questions to get in there. Are you 21? Do you like bourbon? Hell yes. Everybody likes bourbon. And do you agree to play nice? Because we don't tolerate any rudeness in our group. If you want to drink from the bottom of the shelf where I started out with some 10 high whiskey all the way to the top with a pappy bottle, we want you to be able to do that with out anybody harassing you on that so come on in our group um, celebrate life celebrate retirement celebrate birthdays whatever you want to celebrate drink whiskey with us though um, we don't sell no whiskey in there but you can share it with the other uh, roadies inside there next thing i want you to do is i want you to scroll on up hit that subscribe button that check sign that plus sign that'll let you know that we got a show coming out now on mondays we have a craft distillery review like treaty oak um we'll kind of pick it apart tell you about it tell you where you can find it tell you about the mash bill and then on Wednesdays, we got an hour-long show. That means if you drive 30 minutes to work, we got you on that drive in, and we got you on that drive home. We have great guests on there, like Daphne from Treaty Oak, or it could just be me and Jim sitting down there and shooting the bull together. Um, but we would appreciate you listening to those shows. The next thing we'd like you to do is scroll on down, hit that five-star review, add some comments to that, whatever app you're on, because you know what will happen. I'm going to load all this bourbon up in the big bad booty daddy wagon i'm gonna bring my friend the big bad booty daddy of bourbon he's gonna come to your house you're gonna drink with him all night long by the end of the night after this treaty oak whiskey after the waterloo gin you'll definitely be giving us that five-star review with some comments no but seriously that gets us into distilleries that gets great whiskey in our hand like this treaty oak like that waterloo gin um it helps us out. We want you to check out our website, thebourbonroad.com, where you can find our reviews, our articles. You can find our whiskey swag, the bourbon bullshitter t-shirt, the bourbon road shirt, our Glen Karens, our flask, our decanters. Buy that stuff. We are veteran owned and operator. That purchase will help us get down the bourbon road on trips like this down the Texas whiskey trail. We really appreciate it. If you want us to go to one of your distilleries in your hometown, Tell us about it. If you want a whiskey for us to review, tell us about it. We'll try to get that whiskey in our hand. We'll try to tell you all about it. You can also reach out to us on our emails. It's Jim at the Bourbon Road. It's Mike at the Bourbon Road. But probably the best place to reach out to us is on our DMs on Instagram. He's Jay Shannon 63. I'm Big Bourbon Chief, and we'll see you on down the Bourbon Road. Mm-hmm.